welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Guys, today, as you guessed, we are continuing our French episodes or episodes where we distill and talk in details about these unspoken rules of traditional way of eating in France that used to help people in France to stay in amazing shape, uh, physical and mental and emotional, maintaining great levels of health to uh, older years of to later years of life. And uh, I say used to uh, because what we do in present moment, what we do right now in most parts of the world uh, changed a lot. And what people do now in France is also different from what they used to do, uh, even though many fam families will still, of course, try to pass down from generation to generation the eating wisdom. Um, but um, sadly, a lot of it is disappearing in all traditional cuisines that preserved certain uh, rules or habits and traditions that not only have to do with Uh, certain flavors uh, or spices or certain uh, eating rituals, but also those traditions evolved to maintain high nutritional density because this is a foundation of health, of health of the nations. And when we are looking at traditional way of eating, we shouldn't just Uh, think about, again, different spices and herbs or, you know, specific kinds of foods. We should also think about um, how, like, nutritional aspect uh, is reflected in those traditions. Like, why people chose to eat certain foods more and why uh, people chose to focus on certain foods more. Like, for example, uh, when uh, women get pregnant, why in some cultures um, it is advisable to eat certain foods. Like in Japanese cuisine, for example, you know, seaweed soup. Uh, there's probably... it. it probably has to do with some nutritional aspect. But guys, uh, let's get back to our uh, French rules, uh, rules unspoken truths of traditional way of eating in France that helped helped people in France and still helping a lot of people in France to say to stay in great shape mentally and physically and in all other ways. So today we are talking about um, a couple of aspects of that traditional French eating. Yesterday we talked about variety and eating weird foods and how it helps French people in a simple way to make sure that they are eating, if not all, then uh, most of the essential vitamins and minerals. Today we are talking about two other aspects of French way of eating. We are talking about eating real foods. For people in, Fran in France, uh, it's... Uh, It's, they have much higher standards for those whole foods. Um, a lot of people, especially who are still maintaining the traditional way of eating, when they go to a modern-day supermarket, a lot of the products that they see on the shelves of the supermarket, it's not food for them. And the same, guys, it is for me, actually. Uh, all this packaged stuff, it's not food. I don't even know what it is. It's like food for space when you have nothing else there. But 
what is food for French people and what is food for me? Uh, and I'm trying to also pass this down to all of my clients and friends and anyone who asks my opinion about, you know, healthier eating. Real food. Real food is about food uh, that comes from, you know, being grown or raised, uh, those plant foods and animal foods, foods that we cook with, that we make our meals of. Um, those foods do not require ingredient lists, uh, and you kind of can recognize them for what they are, you know, different vegetables, fruit, nuts and seeds, beans, uh, animal products. Uh, uh, we kind of look at them and we know what those foods are. They're not products. They do not require any labeling or marketing or ingredient list. So real foods, eating real foods, this is a non-negotiable thing for French people. Uh, it's considered to be a kind of bad taste to eat all this other stuff that is packaged and has ingredient list and all this, you know, snacks and um, uh, all these products that uh, a lot of companies sell to us saying that they are superior to real foods. Like, you know, buy this functional bar, fitness bar that has all the proteins and these vitamins and minerals and these fiber added to it and it doesn't have any added sugars. Well, guess what, guys? Real foods have all the same. They just don't have that marketing. Um, and maybe not everything in one package, but maybe it's for the best that not everything should be in one package. You know, maybe some nutrients are not absorbed and digested well together in a human body or any body. Um, real foods, guys. In French cuisine, there is a huge focus on real foods. Anything else is uh, really not up to French standards. Uh, the best food is fresh food cooked from real ingredients that come from, from the land, either grown on it or raised on it. Um, so that's what real food is. That's what we cook our meals with. Uh, real food is also fresh food. Now, it's not something frozen that's been frozen and can be frozen for months. It's not also real food. Or also, uh, if something is pre-made and can be stored again for months and weeks, it's not, a con it's not considered to be real food because real food, it goes bad. That's another characteristic of real food. Uh, so if you buying something that is pre-packaged, uh, pre-made and can be stored for months and years, that's probably not real food. And if this food has a lot of ingredients, especially ingredients that you don't understand, that's also not real foods. So the best way to eat, according to French and according to myself too, and that's what I'm doing 99% of the time. And when I can't do that for some reason, I feel really sad and my tummy feels sad. And I just not I just don't feel nourished and I never feel satisfied no matter how many carbs, proteins, fats, or, you know, vitamins and minerals I consume. If I don't eat freshly cooked uh, meals made from real foods, and by the way, guys, that doesn't have to be complicated. All my meals are cooked in uh, 15, 20 minutes from the start to finish. And eating takes longer because I take my time. I enjoy it by but cooking real foods, uh, you just learn a few simple techniques and you can cook anything in 15-20 minutes uh, and add some herbs, spices and make it delicious and that's that easy. But so guys, when I don't eat freshly cooked meals, 
I start craving things. My eating habits become really messy. I want to snack. I want to eat all sorts of weird uh, snacks and I don't know, stuff that I don't usually crave at all. And I started wanting uh, sweets or pastries or anything, really. I just feel like my my body is not being nourished by those foods. And I don't know why that happens, but it does. And it seems that French understood that long time ago that, you know, there is something missing in all this, like, concussions, all these products that aren't real foods. Real foods, again, are those ingredients that do not require ingredient lists. You look at them and you know what they are. Uh, they sometimes might be, you know, in a package like frozen vegetables, for example. But once you take them out of this package, it should be obvious what it is. And that's what real food is. And uh, it should go bad if it's real kind, real kind of food. And um, by the way, guys, it, it also goes for things like desserts. Like for French people, uh, cookies that can be stored for months on the shelf in a supermarket, it's not real food. But real dessert... Uh, that was freshly baked today, preferably maybe yesterday, and that will go bad bad in like two, three days. That's also real food made from fresh, real ingredients. Uh, so real foods, guys, uh, we don't know exactly how it works because in theory, you can eat all these functional foods with added vitamins and minerals and get everything your body needs on paper. But... From all the studies we have, all these processed foods, even though they might be healthy, quote-unquote, and enriched with all these vitamins, they just don't add up to good health. They just don't. And our eating habits become worse and worse. And we are never satisfied. And we tend to overeat and crave stuff when we eat those products, no matter how good Uh, They are on paper. And that's why I want to kind of like stress it more for you, uh, underline it, you know, or bring your attention more to that fact that I'm also talking about those fitness foods or keto bars or uh, functional uh, meal replacements or shakes. Those are not real foods. Uh, Like you can add them to your otherwise well-prepared, well-cooked meal routine, but they should never be considered real food. And again, we don't know exactly how it works, but they don't seem to work as well in our body, for our body at all, for our appetites, for our hunger, for our metabolism, as real foods do. So always focus on real foods, guys. Now, figure out, I don't know, how to make it happen for you. Maybe you cook it once or twice a week and then, uh, you know, put some in the fridge and the freezer is still going to be much better than all these other processed foods and and snack bars. So real foods, that's another non-negotiable aspect of traditional way that French eat. And actually, when we look at all the other traditional cuisines, that's the standard too. Uh, If you take uh, Asian cuisine or Italian cuisine, uh, America, you know, I didn't even know if they had any cuisine besides all the cuisines that came from immigrants. So if you take any other traditional cuisines, there is always a focus on real foods, not on some functional bars or meal replacements or, or, or soil and shakes. Um, 
or some burgers made of beans and then uh, you know these franking burgers that are not really uh anyhow guys so you get the idea real foods and if you have doubts about what real food is uh send me an email send me a text via instagram twitter facebook and ask me and i'm gonna tell you what real food is and what it isn't and then the second also very very important aspect of traditional way french eat and that i i i so i try to focus a lot on this aspect and this is snacking guys french people don't snack it considered to be um, bad manners to snack like kids are allowed one snack about 4 p.m between lunch at about 1 p.m and dinner about 7 p.m so kids are allowed that one snack that only one and on time and adults don't snack unless uh, they have a late night dinner like at 8 or 9 and they need something in between their uh, earlier lunch they might have something but not a lot not to spoil their appetite and spoil appetite or um, if there is another word you'd like to use you can use it the main idea is it is actually also in russian culture you know don't eat before lunch or dinner or you waste your appetite or you spoil your appetite snacking what it does besides uh, the fact that we might add you know additional calories it's not even that much of a big deal uh, but what snacking does it makes us a less hungry for our meals that are supposed to be cooked from real foods and have a, have a lot of nutrition. So when we snack, you know, I'll tell you a story. Um, I have a friend and she wanted to quit eating sugar and started eating more nutritious meals. And she would tell me, you know, I'm not really uh, hungry for meals. Like I can't eat a lot at my meals. And but I noticed that she was snacking a lot. And that's where actually, you know, the sugar that she wanted to quit was mostly concentrated. And I, I told her, why don't you don't focus on sugar that much uh, right now, but instead stop snacking and eat three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Why don't we start with that and see what happens? And the first day... After she tried it, she get, got back to me and she's like, you know what happened? Like, uh, usually before lunch or before dinner, an hour before that, I would get hungry and I would have like a cookie or um, some, you know, some bar or um, maybe a piece of candy. Uh, and then for my lunch and my dinner, I wouldn't be that hungry for other foods. I would still eat, but I wouldn't eat a lot. But then today I stopped um, my candies and cookies and I just drank some water and warm tea and I waited for my lunch and for my dinner. An interesting thing happened. I was so much hungrier for vegetables and fish and all the other foods and I, I ate so much, so much more than I usually do. And after, the, uh, and after my main meal, I wasn't really hungry for any sugar. So what she did, she 
didn't give in to the temptation to eat that cookie or candy that she would usually have before her meals. And magic happened. She was hungry for her meals. And once she finished her meals, she wasn't really hungry for more sugar. And that's how it usually works for all of us. If we snack, we stop first. We stop eating more nutritious foods at our meals. Sometimes we, we can even skip our meals and be like, oh, I'm just going to have another cookie. But the thing is, when we skip our meal or not eat enough nutritious foods at our meals, we skip the nutrition that comes with those meals. We don't get as many vitamins and minerals and all the other nutrients that we might not even know about. We are just not hungry because that sugar in our snacks, sugar in the form of sugar or sugar in the form of flour, those snacks, those uh, those nutrient-poor foods, they make us, make us eat less of nutritious stuff. And that's the problem because our body starts not getting on a regular basis vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients that it needs. And that translates into less energy, uh, poor health. Uh, we also start eating and craving all the crap that makes us not feel and look good. And down the road, it can also lead to development of more uh, serious diseases or hormonal imbalances or, you know, God knows what else. But that's a huge thing about snacking. It makes us eat less of nutritious stuff. And then also the second thing about snacking, uh, people are very bad. We are very bad at tracking those snacks. Like we might think, or, you know, is it? really that much. I eat cookie here, candy there, da-da-da-da-da. But when we start tracking, and I did it with a lot of my clients who didn't think that a candy or cookie was a big deal, when we actually started tracking, a lot of times what we would see is the amount of those snacks is much larger than people expect. People think, oh, I just have, you know, a couple of cookies or candies during the day. But usually we see four or five uh, snacking instances, and sometimes even as many as eight to ten, besides the meals, if there were any good meals. And then when we add up, sometimes it goes up to five, six hundred calories of basically nutrient empty, sugary stuff. And then, of course, people aren't that hungry for good quality meals, but they are hungry for all that other crap that doesn't have any nutrition. And what ends up happening, people aren't getting the nutrition they need. They keep craving stuff because they aren't getting the nutrition they need. And they keep eating these poorly, you know, nutritionally poor foods that do not add health or energy or vitality. And all that... Um, leads to development, poor eating habits, not a development of different diseases or hormonal imbalances. And all this snacking, again, besides leading to blood sugar fluctuations more than needed, besides leading to more calories, besides all that, it just make people eat uh, less nutritious stuff. And that, again, translates into poor health, into poor eating habits, into less energy, into more weight put on, into more cravings, into um, into a lot of those, you know, things that we don't want to have. And it seems like, well, snacking is not a big deal. It does end up to being big deal. And if you don't believe me, 
then try quitting it for a day and see how much hungrier you're going to get uh, for real foods, real meals, and also see uh, over the time you will see that your eating, your eating habits will be transformed just because you quit snacking. Uh, and tomorrow we'll also talk about food order in French way of eating and why it's important and why it will help you to just by changing the order of foods you eat to stay away of sugar, of snacking, uh, and all the things that it leads to. But today, guys, uh, let's focus on those two. See how you can increase the amount of real foods, how you can make it happen for yourself, maybe your family, your roommates. Uh, see how together you can happen real food meals more often instead of going for some meal replacement of bars or shakes. Those are not real foods and they do not serve you well, no matter, again, how smart the marketing is. So see how you can add more real food meals uh, into your routine. And again, it doesn't have to be complicated. And if you need any ideas, if you um, if you don't know how to make it happen in your situation, reach out. I'm going to help as a coach. That's what I do. I help people make happen what they know they should be doing uh, in the first place. And then snacking. Try to remove it from your life and see again what happens. And guys, don't forget to tune in to the episode tomorrow because we're going to be talking about the order of foods in your meals that will, that will help you to stay away of sugar and snacking. But today, just, you know, also out of interest, maybe track your snacking for a day. Uh, write down when you snack and what you eat for those snacks and do it for two, three days and see uh, what exactly you know, how much food exactly is consumed uh, and how many times exactly you do tend to snack because our human memory, you know, we don't remember stuff well. And and then just calculate, you know, how many calories you added, how much sugar you added, how um, and how it affects all your eating habits, maybe your hunger for real food meals. So do that, track your snacking, Add more real foods, figure out how you can make it happen. If you need to troubleshoot, if you need to figure out how to stop snacking or add more real foods into your routine, reach out. I'm here to help. Uh, and stay tuned for tomorrow, guys. And let's eat more like French, all of us. Uh, I figured, uh, you know, I realized I'm already uh, on my way there. The other aspect of French eating that I might need to work more on and it's been a journey for me to like taking proper time for my meals and instead of trying to also do something else just enjoy my food present in the moment with other people that's also a huge aspect of French cuisine that we will talk tomorrow about but today focus on real foods how, figure out how you make how you can make real food meals happen much more often, and then snacking, track it, and see how you actually do with your snacking instead of uh, guessing or thinking that it's not too bad. And guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Have an awesome, maybe snack-free day. And till next time, well, till next time, eat more real food.